Hello, everybody. You're very welcome to the Open Training College podcast series. In today's podcast, Claire Hopkins will be discussing creative studies. Okay, so it's lovely to see you all. Um, what we're going to do this evening is unpack further kind of key facets of creativity um, and creative studies. And it's mainly because it's such a broad and multifaceted topic. And I wasn't quite sure where you were at with it in preparation for the assessment. So I felt we felt it was valid maybe to go over some key points again that are related to the assessment, um, but also cover the fundamentals of the module. So you feel really confident commencing or getting going on it if you haven't done so already. Is that okay? Nod. Okay. <laughs> if we go to the second slide there, Neve. So so we've come a long way, and as I said, it depends on how far you've gone with it. So if you're coming into this, haven't really put anything down on paper, don't worry. By simple fact of procrastinating, you've been thinking about it and panicking about it. And that's all part of the process of problem solving, how to do this assessment. So it's a natural process of creativity, whatever stage you're at, whether you've put pen to paper or you're still wondering what the hell you're going to be doing with this assessment. So to start off with the basics, creative studies, um, as you know, it refers to a role, the role of creative activities. So activities that are around the area of art, dance, drama, and music. And it's a core element of the curriculum for social care practitioners. And we'll tease that out in a number of discussions now as we go through the rest of the, the slideshow. So if we go on to the next slide. So the core tenants, um, as outlined by Denise Lyons, is to have fun. You don't have enough of that. And it is considered beneficial because it supports us and people that we work with, um, regardless of their label, to learn about themselves and others in different roles or facing new challenges. It breaks you out of the norm and the typical way in which you engage with the world around you, sometimes, as we talked about last time, on autopilot. It brings you back into the present moment and it's also a way of rekindling um, your creativity and flexing that muscle that you mightn't have flexed in a long time, maybe back when you were a kid. You can engage in a purposeful activity, producing something at the end of it. Um, that's the great thing about doing these types of activities, something pleasant to look at and admire at the end and say, I've achieved something. And another way of developing and fostering friendships seeing people in a new life maybe that you're working with or that you spend your days with creative studies definitely is a way in which to do that as well so if you've read denise Lyons' initial chapter and some of the early resources under unit one on my otc you'll see from the next slide one of the things you have to think about is what is the point so an ongoing conversation regarding creative studies and activities and things that you need to think about is whether it's the process or the product. So what's the purpose? What's the point of what you're doing? So when we say process, and if you've done Montessori and childcare, you'll know all about this. Um, so the process is the act of actually engaging in the moment as an individual, as a group, getting your hands dirty, figuring out something, and manipulating something for the first time, as you see with the kid with the paint there. And that's purely the benefit of it, having the crack, having the laugh, being messy and just fun for fun's sake. And then also a part of your activity for creative studies is that you're trying to maybe produce something at the end of it, as I talked about before, when I listed the core tenants. And sometimes that's really beneficial for people. They need to do it for skill development, to practice their fine motor, um, to achieve something, to have an end product in mind. And they find that more reassuring um, than just doing something for the sake of it. It's not, um, they can't relate to that. It doesn't make sense to them. So to engage them and to motivate them and to have the end product in mind, the product at the end is key to what they need to do for that activity that you're doing with them. And so your role as a facilitator is pitching it at the right level. And that chapter given by uh, Denise Lyons' book, Paul Timoney, it's in that okay. section on my OTC. I don't know if anybody had a chance to look at it as of yet. Okay. <laughs> 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 I know. <laughs> so 
what he teases out is, and this is what you definitely should read when you think about being a, um, a facilitator of the creative process, is what your role is. Are you guiding it? Are you heavily involved? Can you be a bit more relaxed? Um, how do you pitch it? Why are you doing the activity you're doing? Are you clear about why you're doing it? Have you thought it out? Have you practiced it yourself? Um, um, given as much support as needed and as little support as needed. Have you timed it? Is it fit for purpose? Um, are you prepared going into it? So they'll all feed into it. So the real trial and error exercise, and if you're relaxed and confident in whatever creative activity you're engaging with and practicing beforehand, then you're a little bit more relaxed into it and you can be flexible and adapt to any of the reactions you get in the room with the person or the people that you're working with. How does that sound? If I unmute you now, any particular comments or questions arising from that? No, I don't think so. People, I think people are able to unmute themselves if they do have a question. So I think we're good to keep going, Claire. Just okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what we're going to look at now is if you go on to the next slide. So one of the things you would have gotten in the invite for this webinar is an invitation to do a mind tools questionnaire. Did you all get to do that? Do not. That was your chance to wing it. <laughs> I think we all did it here. <laughs> so what we're going to do is just tease out the whole area of creativity with that mind tools uh, questionnaire as a springboard for the discussion. And if you go to the next slide there, Niamh, we're going to talk about your findings from that questionnaire and identify whether you are, whether you're unsure of your creative talent, are you still a work in progress, you've had some success, but you need to stretch yourself. Or is creativity actually one of your strengths? You're one of those people. One of them. One of them, those creative <laughs> people. Was anybody unsure of your creative talent with a score of 16 to 36? Oh, you're all fabulous. Okay. Right. Are you a work in progress? We have a few, yeah. Right. <laughs> so you've had some successes. Yep. So now it's time to let loose and stretch yourself. Share your ideas and perspective with others and ask them how they view problems. Adapt a collaborative approach to problem finding and work actively with others to create and innovate. Yeah, does that ring true? <laughs> uh, sorry, Claire, maybe, maybe I did something wrong because I just did the questionnaire and it gave me a score. It didn't tell me how creative I was or wasn't. All right, when you scroll down then on the web page, you'll see the different categories. So if you've got 16 to 36, you're unsure. 37 to 58 was a work in progress, which a good few people identified with. And then 59 to 80 then says creativity is one of your strengths. So I may assume the rest of you are all like fabulous. Or oh, didn't do the question. Or didn't do the question. Yeah. Thanks, cynical Neil. So what, what, can I get a kind of a sense of those that are really strong with creativity according to the questionnaire? And my Thank score is, is that um, I got 57. Where would that put you? You're working work in progress. You're on the cusp. <laughs> Great. And you're about to do yeah. it again. Look at it again. Okay, Claire. Yeah. And we had Emily. You were going to, you had to raise up your hand. Oh, yeah. No, I, I got my phone 62. So I got in there. Creativity is one of my strengths. Would you thought that in advance of that questionnaire or in advance of the module? Yeah, I am quite a creative person anyway. So how would people describe you? When you say creative person, what kind of attributes do they say or see you doing? Uh, like, I like using my imagination to kind of generate a couple of ideas and kind of using different things to, that you wouldn't necessarily think is like the norm, if that makes sense. Like I'd kind of use different tools to create something and like the whole COVID thing was kind of played to my strengths a little bit like I'm really good at baking and stuff like that so I really enjoyed that kind of thing yeah and getting the guys involved and stuff like that so it kind of played to my strengths a bit and adapting it to suit them and changing Actually, yeah. And yeah yeah oh, yeah fair play Emily Anybody else so I have, I'm a bit of a set I have a bit of an idea how to do my session plan and I'm planning on doing the baking so <laughs> to change your sources anybody else yeah. on the sport quite highly there in that category 
I want to share what you do. What would I see you do and prove to me that you're creative? Don't be shy, Rose. Yeah? Yeah, hi. Um, I scored 64. Ooh! Uh, I'm a team leader. Um, so I suppose a little bit like um, Emily, wasn't it? Um, yes. A little bit like Emily, I suppose through COVID-19, we would have had to use our initiative and um, based activities um, and problems, problem solving, I think is one of my strengths. Um, yeah. It's a, yeah, many issues, I think. Um, and sharing ideas is, is very important. So yeah, um, through COVID-19, I think there, there was a lot of changes. Um, so all the activities had to be replaced basically. Yeah. So it takes everybody to come together. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. And see around obstacles, which is one of the questions made later on as well, yeah, okay. Anybody else like to share, Paul, even if you weren't fully in the high-ranking category, you just want to share what your findings are and how you feel about yourself as a creative individual. Go ahead, yeah, Daniela. Okay, hi, everyone. Hi. Um, I scored 61. Uh, I was surprised. I thought it's going to be lower. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm. Yeah, I thought it's lower than 51. But I was surprised. Like, it was a bit surprised. Um, I, I don't think of myself as a creative person. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was a good surprise, 51. Yeah, you're a work in progress and quite high at that. So, yeah. Achieving it. And that speaks to maybe the misunderstanding or lack of awareness of our creativity ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually a really good surprise. Like, oh my god, I was higher than I thought. Good. So it was, I was happy about good. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Use that as yeah. one of your deep activities. But you first year, sorry, are you doing the assessment? No, no. I'm oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Yeah. It could be, you know, because you were surprised. Why was that? What's surprising first? What did you learn from that? How did yeah. you use it? Force yourself yeah. to come up with examples of creativity that you might have said, ah, oh, that was nothing. But actually, it is everyday creativity yeah. counts. It's not That's the mundane it. stuff as well as the fancy stuff that we come up with. That's brilliant. Thank you so yeah. much. Are you welcome? Yes. Go ahead there. Is it Love Line? Love Lean? Sorry now. Love Line? Love Line. Actually, I couldn't, I didn't, I looked at the results and I couldn't get anything. But from the score interpretation, I saw the thing that is. Seven and thirty and fifty-eight, where uh, my creative work is still in progress. Okay. But uh, from reading this, I can come up with like I'm I'm a success in some of them because during this COVID period, we had a self-care activity that we had to carry. Yeah. So I had to put my creativity into into practice. Like there were some things, especially during cooking and baking. We had to create our own ideas with the kids. I had to bring up ideas. We shared our creativity ideas and other ways we could use to do self-care. Yeah. I don't know whether that was an idea of creativity. Yeah. But for me, I believe I still fall in the work in, work in progress creativity. Yeah. But most of us would be because we don't consciously sit down and go, oh, how am I going to be creative today? Like, you don't talk in that manner. You just think, how the hell am I going to get it, solve that problem or work around this issue that we're having or um, be yeah. proactive so that this thing doesn't happen again, whatever it might be, a scenario in work or in your personal life. So it's just capturing that. And that's why we talk in the, in the resources it's mentioned, that creative journaling, actively reflecting on and, and upon your practice and putting it down in writing, getting out of your head help you tease out so that you it would come much easier to you that if you had to prove whether you're creative or not it'll come to you because you've written it down and you've made it solid and it's not just a fleeting thought that you had a couple of weeks ago going oh, i'm proud of myself there you actually can pin it down on a piece of paper and refer back to it and tease it out and remember the next time you're confronted with a similar problem does that make sense yeah yeah <laughs> exactly Anybody else want to add anything to that then? Daniela, yeah, unmute yourself. Yes, uh, just a question uh, in relation to creativity. Uh, at the beginning of this session, you mentioned that uh, creativity means dancing, um, painting, and 
you know, but with what other activities could I be involved? Mm-hmm. I think it's more, I don't know, I see it as a, a broader session. I, I think it's more, that's how I see it. Creativity can be, let's say, for example, um, if you're in a situation where you think, oh my God, I've never been in this situation, how am I going to get away? Mm-hmm. And that's, a, you find a creativity way to get out of it. And you're right. Solutions to the problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's exactly it. So creativity is that ability that we all have to look at something in a different way that's familiar and regular to us and try to find a different way to perceive it or challenge ourselves to come up with a different solution to a new problem in our everyday lives. So that could be just a solution or it could be a product or it could be an attitude and a way of producing something different. But creative studies, that actual topic, creative studies, is how you or creative activities are the arts, the drama and the music and all the other things that we talked about there. Um, And by virtue of just doing something under those headings of art, music, drama, drumming, yoga, meditation, all the stuff that you hear about now that people are trying to use to entertain themselves, they give you a different way of looking at yourself and others and the environment that you're in. And that by process of taking yourself out of your regular ordinary day and routine and doing something different with your body and with your mind and focusing on one thing that's completely different to what you do every day taps into your ability to see something in a different way and in turn that ignites your ability to be creative so i'm sure if you thought about it now have you been doing anything recently that by virtue of doing it in the middle of it and you suddenly go, oh, God, I never thought of that in that manner. Oh, God, look at that. Look at me doing this now. That whole moment, that delicious yeah. moment to get excited about, look at me, look at me, I've done that. And that feeling that you have, whether it's actually that you're able to do something different now or it's just made you go, ah, that's, that's good. I got out of my head for a while. I'm not thinking or ruminating over a problem. By virtue of giving yourself those kinds of experiences, it just kind of shakes you up a bit. And in turn, you'll find yourself more open to creative thinking and problem solving. Fascinating, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody, there's, there was one in the in the first unit. Now, I should have had it up. I just, I just, I don't know whether you got to see it. And Neve might have to help me here now. Have you looked but it was in unit one, and it was a TED talk, and he's an Irish guy. And he turned 40 and he said, no, that's it now. I need to do something different with my life. And then he did something new every day for the whole of the, whole of the year. Did anybody watch that? Yeah. Anybody else get to watch it? Oh, it's hilarious. It's really good now. Like the stuff that he ended up doing. He went from, oh, let's go for a walk and, oh, let's paint a picture to getting a tattoo, getting something shaved that was inappropriate, redecorating a hotel room just with a you know, the notion for the one to do something different. And then his friend cottoned on and on this buzz of year of doing things differently. But his premise is that, you know, life can be very mundane and regular. And if you try to instill your life and live your life by doing different things, and every day might be possible for most. But he's saying by the more experience that you have, the better able you are to deal with anything that life throws at you because you have more to relate it back to and think about. Does that make sense? So he's kind of saying, the way he described life, and hopefully I recall it properly, was that if you think of an air airplane hangar, right, big empty space, this is quite depressing now to think about it, but he's saying that when you think about your first 21, 22, 25 years of life, there is a photograph representing each day of that life, that first 25 years of your life, say, for instance, you take and say 25 years. Because in that period of your life, you are learning something new every day, aren't you? You're challenged, you're thrown into different experiences, you're growing up, you're in school, you're in college, that's the way you went, you're working, you may have a family, yada, 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 yada. And so there's something, you can take a photograph nearly of every day of your life up to that point, and it can fill the floor, and you can see an array of things that you've experienced in that time frame. But then something happens when you get a little bit older, and you start getting into a routine. And every day is more or less the same. Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> so then he says, in his analogy, in his image, if you think about the airport hangar, 
or the airplane hangar, then all of a sudden you run out of photos and you don't actually have anything new that you've experienced. And probably when you hit 40, like he does, does you go, that's it, I need to do more. You start being an Ironman or <laughs> jogging or getting a tattoo, just doing some, something random. I don't know if anybody else relates to it. So in any case, it's very witty the way he talks about it and all the rest of it. But what he's trying to show is that the more experiences that you have in your life, and even the virtue of you doing this course, that's a real new experience. It'll challenge you, put you in an uncomfortable situation. Now on top of it, you have COVID. That changes how you approach it originally. So that's a new experience. And so whether you see it like that at the moment, it will pay dividends in how you view new challenges going forward, new issues, new good and bad and indifferent changes that might be in your life because you've been through something similar. Does that make sense? You've stretched that muscle, that ability to throw yourself into the deep end and try something new and you survive at the end of it. And that's creativity in and of itself. Now I went off on the tangent there. Okay. <laughs> So we'll go back into the presentation there and I'll just identify some of the definitions of creativity and just see which ones I suppose will link into what you're thinking about creativity now. So Creative Ireland, again, I don't know if you had a chance to look at that resource, that website on my OTC, but it's a really good national initiative and you can find out what's going on in your area around the area of creative studies. I've used it from my locality in Kildare. Um, so Creative Ireland talk about uh, creativity as an set of innate abilities and learned skills. So like anything, it's in like a lot of like communication. Um, who you are as an individual is innate maybe, but you have to learn and practice it. And the key to it is that you transcend accepted ideas. So you ask the question, not why, but why not? And you draw on your imagination and hopefully you have a wealth of different experiences in your life where other people have and they're willing to share that with you. And you create new ideas and that brings extra value to human, human activity, as they put it. And then Morris Stein then talks about it being a process and it's not linear. As we know from the last week when we looked at the squiggle that reflects the creative process. And it's a novel approach to so something that maybe hasn't been thought about before. And it's accepted by the majority of people as useful, and therefore it works. And as a result, it's taken on board, and it's a different way of doing something. So like the mobile phone, any of the social media, Zoom. You should have seen what Zoom was like before COVID. It wasn't very sophisticated. And due to COVID, and had to respond in a quick manner. They built upon their strengths, and they produced this platform that everybody is using at the moment. To go on to the next slide there, this is Edward de Bono, and he talks about how creativity, as I talked about already actually, is about breaking out of those established patterns, the routines, in order to look at things in a different way. So I think this freaked out somebody at the workshop actually, she couldn't see it, but if you turn your head this way, you should see an upside down, a different type of face. Go on, I'll turn. So he's wearing a hat. You get it? It's like those magic eye puzzles that you get. I love them. But that's it. Like we take things at face value. As human beings, we're so lazy. It's the easiest solution. Our brains automatically fill in the gaps. We find a face, we go, grand, that's it. That's a bit weird. And we move on. But actually, if you looked at something again in a different way, in a different perspective, you suddenly see a lot more richness and or difference or something that you can work with that you haven't seen before. So if you remember in the workshop, I got you all to go out and just take photos of weird and wonderful angles of everyday stuff around you. And if you look back on those photos now, you, you probably go, God, I always walked past that or didn't realize how beautiful that was or look at the color and the shape and the texture and the style of something. And that's another way of looking at the world around us and not missing out, I suppose. So the other activity kind of I wanted to do in the breakout, but we're not going to do that, we're going to do it as a group, is um, relate that then, the whole area of creativity, to what role it plays from your perspective in the field of social care. And do you think it has any importance at all? Or is it just this buzz thing that people keep talking about, like diversity? 
first inventiveness. <laughs> so the question is, what role does creativity play, if at all, in your area of social care? So take a moment, scribble down an example of that in action, and then if you'd like to share it. Okay, that's about a minute. So what role, if any, does creativity play in the field of social care? And try not to think of COVID as an example. So if you want to just unmute yourselves and Ashley, were you going to say something? Yeah, I thought it wasn't working. Don't worry. Communication so they can maintain relationships with families and friends. Sometimes you have to be creative all the time about how they do that. Because speaking sometimes is not always possible. So if you're out in the community and they use love, like the shop assistant doesn't use love, yeah. so then that stops the communication line there and then. Yeah. So trying to be creative when they're in different environments and maintain um, great relationships or friendships and maintain family. Because if they move out of home, you know, or further away than they'd like them to, how do you maintain that? How do you fill that gap yeah. for them, you know? Yeah, no, that's it. And that's one of the things I found working in the sector. You had to nearly have a little toolkit of all different ways. If this happened, if that happened, if the other thing happened, scenarios so that you're prepared as much yeah. as you can be. Um, and as you said, like that's the whole conversation of they know how to communicate here in this environment. So how can they transfer those skills in a different environment with different people? What techniques so that the, the skill is generalized? Well, fair play as a nice example. Anybody else want to share an, an example of creativity as they see it in the field of social care? For me, the creativity is with music. All right, go ahead, Lisa. Tell me more about that. Well, service users, I, I work with presently, music gives us so much more, you know, it can redirect your behavior, it can, it can bring out a personality, you know, mm -hmm. it gives so much more. It can bring back, in, in my case, working with dementia, it can bring back memories. So it just gives music is a lot for us. It's in so many fields, even it's my sound a bit weird now, but during birth care, it can be finding it distressing. Yes. Great, just singing along to a song to, to reassure them that they're safe, that they're, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a lovely example. It's so powerful, isn't it? Yeah. And it's so yeah. like ordinary and everyday, but we kind of lose sight of those kinds of things. So really powerful. Definitely. Thank you for that. No Anybody else? Anybody else working with a different cohort of, of um, you know, different people like um, youth or homeless or who else? What different people do you work with? I suppose it can help to break down barriers. You know, if a young person yeah. has a barrier or if you're working with a young person who, let's say, a young person's in care and you're mm. trying to get through, you're trying to build a relationship with them after they move in, it can be hard. So maybe you need to be creative about different ways. You're not going to sit down and sit nowhere. You're not going to get all the information by sitting down and sitting and talking to them. So maybe pick up a football and go to the nearest park. Yeah. Pick along and start asking about their, their their interest in sport and that can lead on to something else. You know, it's about being creative and thinking of different ways. Yeah. It helps break down barriers and, and build, building relationships, I think. Yeah, no, very much so, because that's the whole core of facilitating a creative, creative activity. And also, the opportunity these activities afford yourself if you're doing something together side by side it's like that like you're driving the car the kid starts talking to you in the back where they would normally not say anything to you on the way home when they get into the house they've moved on the day has passed for them and um, so yeah it's just engaging something similar and common interests like a song music football or whatever if you can tap into that with your session plan and make it relevant to what they're doing right now and what they're interested in you're way in way and a half that's a really good example. Anybody else? I just think in the ad, is it lizard or algae? Oh, yeah. It's actually very good. There was one day, my, yeah. it was actually in the middle of COVID, but, but my youngest, my, my eldest son came up with me and um, within about five minutes of going around groceries, he just started opening up where he hadn't done the week before. Mm -hmm. So it actually is, it is something very simple, but not everyone would think of it including themselves. Like. No, that's the thing, you just don't, don't you? And especially yeah. you need to be side by side, not opposite the person. Yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah I don't know if they've done that bit of one to one time that they might have got a home and then they just the That's it. And they're busy with their hands and they're doing something else and yeah. it just comes more natural, definitely. Yeah, thank you. Who else wants to say something there? 
I think as well, we, we tend to overlook when we're supporting people with any kind of behaviours that challenge that we're being creative every single day of the week. You know, we're coming up with new ideas and trying to figure out, well, what does that behaviour communicate to me? Yeah, look, very much to answer yeah. those hard questions. Yeah, and being willing to ask those questions instead of just reacting to it. Yeah. Taking a step back is key, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I, I always remember one of the behavior, well, challenging behavior when it was called 10 years ago, and I did one of the slides was about, you know, if you walk into a room and you see uh, a pile of horse poo, what do you do? You know, you start looking for the horse. Making a note of that analogy. <laughs> to tease that out a little bit further if you allow me to. 
And so a common phrase that's been used is like being in the moment and be here now. I'm sure you can relate to that if you're doing meditation or philosophy, understanding how we need to be present and be and not think of the past and not think of the future, just be here now and the situation that is in now. And again, at the workshop, we teased out this um, concept that Sir Ken Robinson did extremely well in his TED Talk. He would have, he should, it should be one of the resources in Unit 1. And he tells the story of a girl drawing a picture of God and the teacher says, well, she nobody knows what God looks like. And the girl replies, ah, but they will know in a minute. <laughs> and so that's the joy of being a child. Thanks for laughing at me. That's the joy of being a child. <laughs> they're here, they're now. They don't think about the past. They don't think about the future. They don't put barriers up in it. They've taken an ocean, they're answering a question, they get on with it. And so it's important to try to kind of create that ability in yourself to do that again. So when it comes to coming up with a 2D art piece, you already are panicking over what does that look like? What does that even mean? What terminology are you talking about? Sure, can't draw a line? All the usual things that come up with. But if you just started writing, just like when you just started writing for your assessment, you suddenly start to produce something, you see an end result. And you prove it to yourself, your worst critic, that you can actually do something with this. So have a go at drawing God and see what you come up with. So one of the create, uh, creativity crushes that you have to own up to is, is it you? So are you the type of person that doesn't treat new ideas very well? Have you been knocked down if you come up with an idea in work or in life in general? Do you resist new ideas? So if you're honest about yourself, that could be a topic for the reflection piece as well. How might you change this behavior? Because doing that same thing, I'm almost positive, is resulting in the same outcome and you're getting still frustrated. You hit brick walls all over the place. So new ideas are definitely needed, especially in the culture that we're in now at the moment and disability services in particular. And no doubt that is something that you have to play a significant role in. So being honest and reflecting upon whether you are somebody that is a crusher to creativity in daily practice for a variety of different reasons. So let's look at those reasons in general that have been identified. So these are known as the enemies of creativity or barriers to creativity. And as you look through the list, you'll see that a lot of it is down to the habits, rules and traditions, our perceptual blocks, you know, we're comfortable with the status quo, cultural blocks, how you were brought up, what your role is seen as, how you need to conform to certain pressures, and environments and also emotional blocks being reluctant and um, because your fear of failure or being different and um, like sure who wants to be drumming in the middle of a room in front of everybody or singing a song or dancing or doing mindfulness it springs you out of your comfort zone you feel a bit silly self-conscious is this you <laughs> so pulling out some of the um listed uh, enemies to creativity and barriers is the lady there making that ambivalent face I think it's called in her body language so it's the tone of voice your body language so when somebody presents a different way of doing something is that your face or is that your colleague's face can you relate to that face and then with Gordon Ramsay there not good enough beep 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 no doubt is added to that and um, the importance of praise what kind of culture what kind of press to go back to the four p's do you operate in? Um, do you receive or do people receive praise to support? So as a team leader, you might be creative, but are you hard maybe on other people's creative suggestions and trial and errors and coming up with solutions? So you praise to support, but not to criticize. So that quickly dampens down creativity, doesn't it? And affects how people view each other. And what kind of environment where people can actually just throw out ideas and can accepted and allowed and you move on and you try new things as you go through it and it's trial and error and it's supportive. Generally what, what it's saying is that if you are a type of person that finds it hard to change, which is totally normal, like you're human, everybody's like that, you're kind of stuck and if you're finding yourself going, why are we at the same meeting talking about the same thing and nothing has progressed, then some of these kind of questions are useful because they prompt you to try something in a different way and give it a go. 
Now, it might cause you a bit of a headache and you're reluctant to try it because there's a lot of effort involved. But by asking these questions like, what else can I do? What if? Why not? Yes, and? How can I use something that doesn't fit with this at all? Anything will help you on maybe start to on, on kind of break down those barriers in our thought processes because you're probably in a rush going around and around and doing the same stuff and expecting a different response each time. So one of the key attributes is acknowledging a barrier and coming up to it, but seeing beyond it. So yes, this is an issue. It is, we can't do much about it right now, but hopefully in the next day or in the future, we can see beyond it and come up with solutions with the future in mind, not the current present moment in mind. So that means you're hitting yourself off a brick wall. Nothing's going to progress. It's all going to be about the issue. So it's looking around it and identifying, well, once you tackle that, what are we aiming for? You know, Edward de Bono talks about the yellow hat thinking. So what, what is the ideal solution for everybody involved here or for that person involved? And how can we creatively, with our green hats on, think of ways in which to achieve it? So if we go back, um, so that's the creative process. And by virtue of doing the assessment and thinking out all the issues and topics around this module, you're going through that process. And one of the ways in which we encourage you to do that is ideation. And we talked about Edward de Bono there, and we talked about mind mapping in the, um, what you call it, in the assessment guidelines. You're encouraged to try that if you'd like. Um, but there's so many other tools out there. And the mind, um, the mind tools website that, that that questionnaire is on gives a couple of them, um, several tools actually that you can utilize to show your ability to think in a creative way. And when it comes to solving a problem and teasing out maybe what you want to do for your project, there's two ways of looking at um, coming up with a solution. And that is using the form of creative thinking. And that is divergent and convergent thinking, which is the next slide there, Neve. And divergent is all about creating choices and being creative. So throwing it all out there. And convergent then is being critical and deliberate and making choices and saying, no, that won't work. And coming up with solutions then that you can start to um, use to make into workable solutions the next stage of the process. So it's always much easier to have too much of something than little at all to work with. So it's easier to tame a wild idea than it, than it is to push a closer in idea further out. That quote is very clear. So as I mentioned, there's, these are kind of the two popular ways of looking at a problem. Oh, no, with his hat, each hat represents a different way of thinking and feeling about an issue. And by virtue of going through each one, to move beyond a deep-rooted state of mind that you're in at the moment. So if you're very nervous and angry about something even, or emotional about it, you're wearing that red hat, it's super glued on your head, and you can't see beyond it. So by being encouraged and maybe forced to move on and look at blue hat thinking or grey hat thinking, it can stop you thinking in the same way, okay? And mind maps, again, we're encouraging you to give this a go. It's quite a popular technique used. You see what you think of it. It's all trial and error. Um, but recently then, what we started to do was look at Padlet as a platform in the college. And I did it as a student myself, and I found it useful. So we thought we maybe could share my goal is using Padlet as a way of identifying a theme and maybe encourage you to maybe fill it in so you would have gotten a link so would you so if you all open if, if Neve can bring it up on the screen great but you also can click on that web link that was given by Neve okay. this evening to Padlet but you can see the screen anyway and maybe separately on your own laptop you can open up this link so you see the link, the web page there says Padlet.com, Claire Hopkins, and the end of it is DEI. So what Padlet tries to do is just a way of maybe kind of like a soundboard or a musing board. So it's like a cork board, and on it you put in post-its and stickers. And it's a way of just putting together in one place ideas. And, and like a lot of the stuff that's out like there, like Pinterest and all the rest of it, Instagram, you can use images and links. I thought it might be useful. And what I would be encouraging you to do maybe, and I don't know whether it's feasible in the time that we have now, or even if you can open it up individually, you all have access to it. And I'm encouraging you maybe to write out with a kind of a mind map 
approach, what key words come to mind when you think about what is important for me as a social practitioner? And so I've picked that as the central theme because I want you to write or to produce something um, as an art piece that reflects what's important to you. And I've given suggestions of different branches that could look that you can look into. So you have values, challenges, opportunities, making a difference, and skills. So Padlet is free, and in the free version, you can set up three of the type of sounding board or whatever they call it, dashboards, and you can all add bits to it. So I don't know if anybody has access to the link separately themselves as a student, and they can start typing in then. You're free to click in and write out a word or a quick sentence that encapsulates maybe challenges for you or skills, whatever jumps out at you there. So you can see me clicking in there and you have a title and you can write something underneath it. Thank you. Someone has just contributed better outcome for people supported with our services. Okay, and then somebody else could add to that by saying, well, what is better outcomes? Maybe examples of that. Getting a job, learning a skill, inclusion, yeah, and respecting diversity. So that's linking in with the values there. Keep going. It's going to be cluttered and messy, but that's allowed. That's all part of the process. You can tidy it up after it when you're doing convergent thinking. So we'll pick out the main themes coming up, the main words, and that will bring you on to the next point going, well, what is the common theme? What do I really want to talk about or write about or illustrate in my art piece in this case? Brilliant. Keep going, lads. Just throw it all in there. No right or wrong. I'll give you a few minutes. I wonder if I can see you coming up here. So I'll, I'll figure out a way of making sure this is shared with you in the long term so you can go back to it if you'd like. Self-awareness. We can tease that out further and say, well, what do you mean by self-awareness? Is there a scenario that you're thinking of? Someone has added in thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the box, yeah. So if you had an image in mind, you can slot that into that section. Being professional, brilliant. What does that mean? So it's that kind of prompting thinking in your in your process of writing out ideas and saying, yes, and yes, that's correct. But what do you mean? Concrete examples, an image, another word to illustrate a bit more. Brilliant. Quality. Being professional, let me see down here. Choice, positive risk-taking, communication, creativity. Self-awareness, critical thinking, problem. Yeah, yeah. If you scroll down, Eve, there's a few others here. I'm in it here myself. Oh, yeah. and stuff. So that's brilliant. They're the ones I was reading out there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it can get quite cluttered, doesn't it? It's one of those downsides of it. But it doesn't matter at this point. So this is just one of the ways in which you can generate ideas. It's messy. It's not like, you know, perfectly framed or structured. It's just a way of getting it out of your head and putting it down. And every one of them counts. And then you have to kind of make sense of it then, obviously, to do a workable solution. In this case, what would my art piece look like? And you can categorize it in themes under certain headings and move it around the screen until you start to see something that you can work with, which is key. And we purposely gave you a topic related to social care because it's up to you. So it doesn't have to have as the central point in social care because that's obviously too broad. So you could just go with what is important to me right now? What do I find exciting, challenging and so on? And you can unpack it. So the starting point is yours as long as it's related to social care and your role within it. And it's up to you how you do it, as long as we have evidence of you going through a process of coming up with ideas, free-flowing ideas, and you've honed it down to produce the artwork at the end. Helping people, communication, yeah, that's brilliant. Positive risk-taking. Helping you make sense of their worlds. Will I pause it there? I think so, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll have it opened. You can work away on it if you like to use it. Please do. It's open for everybody. And so what I'd like to do now, Neve, is show you an example of what I did with um, this particular platform. So what I did was I looked at one area of that mind mapping branch opportunities and I unpacked it in this manner. So there's no right or wrong. I just, what was in my head at the moment and what's in my head at the moment, given the role that I'm currently in and very busy in at the moment, is all about, what do you call it, reopening. and um, Reopening a particular department and resumption of activities is the term used a lot. And it's playing on my mind as I try to work out what that means and how that would look in my daily work. 
So I decided to utilize it for the purpose of that. And I started painting it out. If I was working back again in adult services, what would come to mind if I was thinking of these terms of reopening assumptions, the opportunities there in it. So if need scrolls down a little bit to give you a better view of it all, I started to think about, well, what does resumption mean? And what's nice about Padlet and the visual way of doing something is picture 6,000 words. And I thought this is a nice little icon there. You can see to the right of the screen, the arrow. Which direction? Huh? Is it, are you talking about the which direction one? Resumption, just under opportunities there in paint. And you can't see it because the video, well, on my screen anyway, the video is. Oh, I can see it here now. In any case, if you have the link to hand and you can open up yourself the tab, but by all means do it and have a scroll around. And, and I was talking about um, the journey, what my part is in it. Is it clear the new directions that we're going in? You know, new directions, the HSE policy, they have a reopening plan, standards. Are we clear about what that is? Are people clear about what that is? Is it a new direction? Which direction is it going through? Um, the roulette table, maybe that's the cynical part of me trying to work out as a game of chance. Play on the icon of new directions. Is the journey linear or is it uncharted? Where is me in all of this? Linking into that planning, person center planning, important to, important for. And um, my plan for moving on. The HSC represented in an image very linear, step by step by step, and is that, does that reflect reality? What's the overall aim? So you can see there had an image of community. Yeah, what I liked about it is it suited the way I think things out, and I liked coming up with images and ideas, especially with the 2D art piece in mind. I wasn't quite sure what it would look like, and I still am in this example, as you see soon when I show you the draft. But it's just a way of just putting things down, get coming up with codes. And by virtue of doing it over and over again, you come up with a very crystallized, clear idea that you can run with and feel confident in. But that wouldn't have happened unless I've actually put it in, in some kind of template or used a tool or scribbled it down at least. So that is that. And I'm going to show you the last bit then, Neve, and that would be the drafts, 2D drafts. Yep. You would have gotten that in the last email. Now, please. If anything, this will reassure you that you don't have to be very good at art. You have to turn your head slightly. Okay, turn your head slightly. <laughs> so again, we'll share this just to give you an idea. And you can, I think you can try to expand the images, the photos. I can kind of do it here now. It doesn't let you rotate, unfortunately, so it's a bit awkward to view. So apologies. Yeah, that's it, Neve. Yeah, we did that. What I was trying to do then, this is kind of an example then of what we would like to see in your assessment of you working through your piece until you get to the final product. So as you can see, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's all squiggles and ideas. And if I spent more on it and went back to it, then I would obviously refine it and make it better and clearer and so on. But what I'm trying to do is illustrate that Padlet previous one where I brainstormed opportunities and try to realize it on a page of only an A4 sheet of what would I, what kind of image am I trying to illustrate to show how I'm feeling about the reopening, the resumption of it. I'm still trying to work out whether I'm positive about it and negative about it, or is it as simple as that? Is there more to think about? So if you look at the first one there, Neve, on the left-hand side, hopefully everybody can see it return like that. One of the things that came to mind is the whole area of COVID put a stop into it and it became community, as I see it, or social distancing. And people were told to stop, stand here until it's clear to move. Could you relate to that sentiment? <laughs> Everybody was paused, <laughs> put into the place. So the simple love is not rocket science. I relate that to COVID and looked at the images used in COVID, did a Google search of different things and so on. And then I was conscious also that I want to make reference to the past because nothing's going to be the same again. And if you put in the past, you come up with a horror film, which I didn't look at. <laughs> I never saw heard of this film before. But there's also references to letting go of the past and how the past is seen. And one of them was um, a piece of paper being held by somebody. Here's, here's to the past. And it was starting to be burnt away. And then another image of the past was on the seashore. Somebody had, you know, written out in finger, you know, with a finger 
the word passed and the sea is coming in and out and slowly fading the letters away. So that's one way of looking at how we represent the past. It's there, but it's soon going to be gone and we're now moving into the future. And the question then is which direction? So you can see my attempts of doing the new directions icon. And I use the resumption logo there to represent that circular icon of new directions in a different way to reflect the state of play that we're in now. And the arrows then of the post, if you can read my scribbles, are we going to the back? Which direction are people going into? This way, that way, another way. And then the next image then, if need moves on, if you can. Now. Yeah. So you can see that wobble guy on the stepping stones on charted waters. So the pebbles of a stream and he's wobbling away. You see how simply I drew it, but hopefully you get a sense of what action he's undertaking and what, what where he's at, that state of mind, such as it is. And then I was trying to see how could I represent the journey that we all have to undertake, and in particular that person, that focused person. So you can see my very rough sketches, nothing perfect at all in there. I have one road going straight through, but is a tangled web of roundabouts and roads and signs and stops and starts. But the end result is a horizon, which I try to represent with clouds drawn there in blue, of possibility. So it looks at a glance complicated and a spaghetti junction, but there's a road there going through. So there's hope there. Maybe I thought then I said I could represent that road, that journey maybe in a more simpler, straightforward way, because I obviously couldn't draw it. So I use those mounds there you can see at the bottom, painted in green, and maybe a horizon. Okay. So in your art project, what you're going to do is talk like what I did there about your thought process. Okay. So there's still a lot of work in progress there, no way finished if I had to do a finished piece from it. But what I'm going to be able to say at the end is what I want you to understand is how I feel as a practitioner in the current environment, for instance. I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm just saying, whatever it might be, but I'm hopeful. And I've represented that by the hopefulness is by the horizon um, with blue skies and the sun or whatever, bright colours. Um, I've represented the journey, the initial journey in grey and dark tones because I'm uncertain about it, it's not clear. Signs of red mean stop and start, no progress, danger. I wanted to show how it might feel, that we might wobble along the way. So I've drawn people quite simply, but to show that there's movement, we'll always be constantly moving, but we'll be wobbling and falling flat on our faces in many ways. Um, maybe my image will show the role of the social care worker in all of this. And I started looking at it, I didn't show you that, but I started looking at Tato Park and you know that roller coaster. Start looking at roller coasters and how the old-fashioned ones are drawn with structures, the board structures underneath, or like a bridge. Then I start looking at railings and maybe drawing a railing along those uncharted waters so that wobbly person can hold on. And that's how I see the social care practitioner in that in that space. So I've you know, shading, the texture, I want to give you a sense of how difficult the journey is by colouring things a certain way, shading in a certain way, and illustrating the scenario as I see it in this manner using these colours. So I want you to see at the end of this how I view the initial journey um, following on from COVID as we re resume activity, whatever that might be, whatever your context is. That makes sense. Let's bring you back into the big discussion. As I said, I'll make you make it available for everybody to have a look in it and hopefully it reassures you about what we're trying to get you to come up with. And obviously you don't have to draw anything, it could be collage, you can use images, whatever it might be easier for you to manage. So would anybody like to be kind? Don't criticize my drawings. <laughs> Just to note here, we've lost a few people who had to, um, a number of people had to go back to work. Oh, of course, I, you know, I appreciate it getting quite late, so thanks for holding on. But is there is that a useful way of seeing the project now? Does it make sense? Okay. <laughs> um, any comments, any observations on how I worked through it and use Padlet, for instance? Unmute yourself if you want to say anything. I have just gone for um, kind of all in one picture, like a past, present and future of what I would like to happen. Yeah. 
That's perfect. Yeah, a storyboard. I was oh. even thinking that I might end up going like that with it in the end. Because I wanted to yeah. cover everything. Yeah, absolutely. But that's it. But you wouldn't get that decision making unless you drafted it and, you know, messed around with it, just like I had done. I couldn't fit it all in. So, yeah, perfect. I'm going to have to draw on today because I'm not a drawer. But I have, got, <laughs> I have got words on pages. <laughs> Everywhere. Behind my laptop. So, hopefully... I'll just put the words into little pictures. Well, maybe oh, what you could do I'll is... Take pictures of the thing. Yeah, you're in, your comfort, you're in your comfort zone at the moment because you prefer to write things out. And that's the first thing I'm going to too. You should see my pad before I started doing all that. But then if you get... Look, start Googling the images. It'll help you, you know, tease out what, what it should look like at the end, what you actually mean by it. When I was talking about the role of social care, I was thinking of scaffolding and support and all this kind of stuff and the terminology used in new directions. And when I started Googling that, I came up with roller coasters, safety rails, all this kind of <laughs> random stuff. But it got me thinking, okay, maybe I could represent it in, the, in that way. So, yeah, absolutely. So, move it on. This is the process. Anybody else? Would you like to use Padlet? You're welcome to use that for your assessment if it's of use. You just share the link in your assignments and your tutor should have access to it to view it or you can simply do the mind map with pen and paper on a piece of paper take a photo of it scan it into your assignment done and dusted so don't be panicking if this is not what i just liked it i got all excited about it today no anybody else any comments i think that's a negative sir okay well that concludes my presentation <laughs> The other slides that I did for the workshops up on my OTC that you can access, and there's lots of readings. I appreciate it's very broad. So at this stage now, with a month or so to go, you just need to hone in now and pick a, pick a topic. And even if it's not a topic that you're fully happy with, but time is of the essence, so just get going on it. There's always a first time to produce a piece of art. So let this be your first time experience and you can reflect and learn from that. And it's a process, isn't that fair to say, Sarah? Yeah. When you're going through the process, the end to the result isn't the most important part of this. It's it's the process that you go through to get to that end result. Would that be fair to say, Claire? Yeah, that's it, as we saw from that's why I did the draft, it talked through, and I'm still wondering what the story is of this, that, and the other. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's just you're writing an account of it's how it's all about the journey, not the destination. Exactly. <laughs> process, not the product. Okay, well, listen, thank you so much for holding on for this long. I know everybody's so busy and tired after a long day. Um, I'm here until the, the 6th of August, so sh should anybody want to email me their ideas or share a Padlet, I'll be all excited about that. Um, <laughs> please do. I'm here to do that. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask, I'm just going to do mine on communication. Okay. Around the disability. Is that yeah. all right? Absolutely fine. So what you need to do, perfectly fine, perfect. Yes. So what you need to do is... I'm hoping what, that's the case, so that's 50 posts I know, and that's not that's what I want to hear. <laughs> it's, it's such a broad topic, communication yes. and disability. So what exactly do you want us to see at the end of it? Do you want to illustrate a particular person's communication story? Or do you want to look at communications in a general sense? what key things we need to think about when it comes to communication. Do you want to make sure that's illustrated for people? Or you can simply illustrate person's story using log signs or text. For me, it was communication availability. The big thing in the disability sector was with GDRP, are they allowed to have an email address? Um, do they have access to computer? Do they have access to WhatsApp? Do they know these things are there for them to use? Yeah. So there's so no zoom is there. Yeah, yeah, it's just to make them aware of there's more things out there these days than just a phone. Yeah. Or actually going to see someone. So the and so new possibilities like, of communication. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Utilizing... Remember you're not writing an essay, you won't get a chance <laughs> to tease out, you know, GDPR and all that. No, no, I don't mean that, but I just I know, mean... I know what you mean. I know you're talking about it in general sense. Yeah. That's your account was that's, there. That's where I was. That's it. Like so that is that the reason they weren't off, offered these things and then now yeah you know when you bring it down smaller perfect well, how is, can you make how can you adapt it for them how perfect can you, yeah you absolutely. That that's where yeah. i'm at <laughs> that's 
funny. look like a picture and I'd be great practice, wouldn't you? <laughs> see my drawings, please. Start, start scribbling away and looking for images and I, it'll just give you that boost going, okay, okay. <laughs> Somebody else has done this before, I can just copy and paste. Thank you very much. Anybody else want to share their ideas? Okay, on a different note, so I just asked the second year students what second year is like. <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't be, you've nothing to be scared of. Lisa, it's too late to back out now. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just think, Lisa, by this time next year, second year will be out of the way. That's scary. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I'd make it through first year, to be honest. So. Well, there you are. This time yeah. next year, you're psyching yourself up for going into your final year. Oh, very nice. I think of the hoolie you can have at the end of it, Lisa. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. All right, everybody, I have to go. So, okay, okay. take care, Lisa. Bye. Everybody take care. Bye. Okay. So, bye, bye everyone. Thank you very much. I do Thank you so that. much for your time. I hope you found it useful. Please let me know if there was anything I could have done better. No, definitely. Yeah, I can reflect on my practice. Now mind yourself.